0: Hi, welcome everyone to another episode of talk your thought by katsuragi this is another read with me in the book of edith hamilton's greek mythology or mythology um, i'll be reading in today's episode prometheus and io and in the last in the previous episode of read with me i have read yoruba and if you wanted more you can search up my playlist in spotify anchor as well as um, apple uh, Apple Podcast. I am available in, I think, many of the different platforms that I'm not. I've not even heard of <laughs> because it is distributed by Anchor. So if you wanted to listen to more Greek goddesses' story, I am doing this alternately with um, um, other series that I'm doing, like um, initial thoughts, like I'm doing reviews and so with other um, K dramas as well as anything that I feel like watching. <laughs> And I'm also doing some story talk, so. in any case, if you wanted to hear, uh, listen to more of me, and maybe more of mythology, then just go ahead and follow the podcast. In those days when Prometheus had just given fire to men, and when he was first bound to the rocky peak of Caucasus, he had a strange visitor. A distracted fleeing creature came clambering awkwardly up over the cliffs and crags to where he lay. It looked like a heifer but talked like a girl who seemed mad with misery. The sight of Prometheus stopped her short. She cried. This that I see, a form storm-bitten, bound to the rock, did you do wrong? Is this your punishment? Where am I? Speak to our wretched wanderer, enough, I have been tried enough, my wandering, long wandering, yet I have found nowhere to leave my misery. I am a girl who speak to you, but horns are on my head. Prometheus recognized her. He knew her story and he spoke her name. I know you, girl, Inaki's daughter, Io You made a god's heart hot with love, and Hera hates you. She it is who drives you on this flight never ends." Wonder checked Eeyu's frenzy. She stood still, all amazed. Her name, spoken by the strange being in this strange, lonely place, she begged, "'Who are you, sufferer, that speak the truth to one who suffers?' And he answered, You see Prometheus who gave mortals fire? She knew him, that end, his story. You, he who succored the whole race of men? You, that Prometheus, the daring and the enduring? They talked freely to each other. He told her how Zeus had treated him. And she told him that Zeus was the reason why she, once a princess and a happy girl, had been changed into a beast, a starving beast that frenzied run with clumsy lips and, h- and bounds. Oh, shame! Zeus's jealous wife Hera was the direct cause of her misfortunes, but back of them all was Zeus himself. He fell in love with her and sent ever to my maiden chamber, visions of the night, persuading me with gentle words. Oh, happy, happy girl, why, why are you all too long a maid? The arrow of desire has pierced Zeus. Zeus, for you he is on fire. With you it is his will to capture love. Always, each night, such dreams possessed me. But still, greater than Zeus' love was his fear of Hera's jealousy. He acted, however, with very little wisdom for the father of gods and men, when he tried to hide Eo and himself by wrapping the earth in a cloud so thick and dark that a sudden night seemed to drive the clear daylight away. Hera knew perfectly well that there was a reason for this odd occurrence, and instantly suspected her husband. When she could not find him anywhere in heaven, she glided swiftly down to the earth and ordered the cloud off. But Zeus, too, had been quick. As she caught sight of him, he was standing beside a most lovely white heifer, Of course, he swore that he had never seen her until just now, when she had sprang forth newborn from the earth. And this, Ovid says, shows that he, the lies lovers tell do not anger the gods. However, it also shows that they are not very useful. Hera did not believe a word of it. She said that, he, that the heifer was very pretty and would Zeus please make her a present of it. Sorry as he was, he saw at once that the refuse would give the whole thing away. What excuse could he make? An insignificant little cow. He turned Eo reluctantly over to his wife, and Hera knew very well how to keep her away from him. She gave her into the charge of Argus, an excellent arrangement for Hera's purpose, since Argus had a hundred eyes before such a watchman, who could sleep with some of the eyes and keep on guard with the rest. Zeus seemed helpless. He watched Ea's misery turned into a beast, driven from her home. He dared not come to her help. At last, however, he went to his son Hermes, the messenger of the gods, and told him he must find a way to kill Argus. There was no god cleverer than Hermes. As soon as he had sprung on earth, from heaven, he laid aside everything that marked him as a god, and approached Argus like a country fellow, playing as very sweetly upon a pipe of reeds. Argus was pleased at the sound, and called to the musician to come nearer. You might as well sit by me on this rock, he said. You see it's shady just right for shepherds nothing could have been better for Hermia's plan and yet nothing happened he played and then he talked on and on as drowsily and monotonously as he could some of the hundred eyes would go to sleep but some were always awake at last however one story was successful about the god pan how he loved a nymph named syrinx who fled from him and just as he was about to seize her was turned into a tuft of reeds by her sister nymphs paan said still you shall be mine and he made from what she had become a shepherd's pipe of reeds with beeswax joined the little story does not seem especially tiresome as such stories go but argus found it so all of his eyes went to sleep Hermes killed him at once of course but hera took the ice and set them in the tail of the peacock, her favorite bird. It seemed then that Eo was free, but no. Hera at once turned on her again. She sent a godfly to to plague her, which tanged her to madness, Eo told Prometheus. He drives me all along the long sea strand. I may not stop for food or drink. He will not let me sleep. Prometheus tried to comfort her but he could point her only to the distant future. What lay immediately before her was still more wandering and in fearsome lands. To be sure, the part of the sea she first ran along with in her frenzy would be called Iyong after her, and the Bosphorus, which means the ford of the cow, would preserve the memory of when she went through it. But her real consolation must be that at long last, She would reach the Nile, where Zeus would restore her to her human form. She would bear him a son named Epaphus, and live forever after happy and honored. And know this, that from your race will spring one glorious with a bow, bold-hearted, and he shall set me free, Eo's descendant, would-be Hercules, greatest of heroes, than whom hardly the gods were greater and to whom Prometheus would owe his freedom and that has been another short story for this episode the prometheus and eo's friendship i think it is uh, quite beautiful if you if we see it that way because um, Prometheus somehow helped Io um, in her suffering during the time and knowing that one of her descendants uh, Hercules would be saving or freeing Prometheus is going it, it's really something that is uh, beautiful aside from the fact that we see another Hera um, vengeance towards Zeus lovers <laughs> I think that is going to be um, a theme for many of the stories in Greek mythology She is known to be that vengeful wife, so yeah, we always have to see that coming. (laughs) In the next Read With Me episode, I will be covering Cupid and Psyche's story. And it would just be in time for the, the Valentine's Day. I haven't really thought about it, but it's just worked out with the schedule so if you wanted to listen to that story of cupid and psyche it's one of my favorites actually i think that's that's my favorite story in greek mythology so if you wanted to listen to that just tune in on february 14th 8 p.m i will be um releasing i mean that will be the schedule of that podcast so yeah catch you up next time